0: Hello, hello. Uh, So if you're listening to this, I just recently tested positive for COVID. Um, So for the next like two-ish weeks, the next like three, four-ish episodes, I'm going to be pulling from the archives and just sort of resharing some old episodes, some things that I think still have some value, but that you maybe might not have Listen to. So, with that said, enjoy uh, the next three or so episodes. I should be back to normal uh, in about two weeks. So, yeah, enjoy, and I'll talk to you soon. In this episode, I talk about how to ask for help. This has been such a widely requested topic. So, listen up because this is Tiny Leaves. Big changes, big changes, big changes. of Tiny Leaps, Big Changes, where I share simple strategies you can use to get more out of your life. My name is Greg Clunis, And in this episode, we are talking about how to ask for help. Uh, This has been a question I've received pretty constantly, actually, in the last like year. Uh, pretty much all of 2018, you guys have been reaching out to me, asking me, hey, Greg, when should I ask for help on something? How do I do it? What is the best approach? Uh, how do I do it without sort of alienating the people around me and making them feel bad if they can't help me or any, and anything like that? And I found that it is a massive struggle for me as well. It's a massive, massive issue for me as well. It's something that I struggle with with my own relationship you know, I, I struggle to ask Rachel for help when I, I need it. And she's amazing in that she can sort of intuit those things and step in. But when she doesn't, I struggle to ask for help when I could really use it. I, I struggle with my family. I, I struggle with my friends. And what this does, if you aren't able to do it, is it creates this scenario where you end up sort of resenting the people around you because you feel like you need help from them. You feel like you need that support from them. And they're just not giving it to you. But It's your fault. You're not asking. You're not making it known what it is you need and how they can help and just even making them know that you need help in the first place. So in this episode, we're going to try and tackle some ways that you can do that. We're going to approach this actually a little bit differently. My goal here is not to share my own content, but sort of to commentate on someone else's content. So I have an article here. It's published on Psychology Today back on October 31st, 2016. It's by Alice boys She's a Ph.D. And I'm not going to read her content. I'm just going to read sort of her steps. If you want to read the content, then I will leave the link to the article, the full article, in the description of this episode. Highly recommend it. It's really, really well done. Uh, I'm not going to read her full content here because it is her content. She worked hard on it. Uh, but we are going to look at the individual steps and sort of commentate on it and share my thoughts, my experience with it, so on and so forth. Before that, though, if you haven't already, find me on Instagram at Greg Clunas. Give me a follow. Send me a DM. I want to hear your thoughts on this topic. Do you personally struggle with asking for help? And if so, what has worked for you? If you don't, why do you think that is? Why is it that you're able to do it so easily? Like, What can we learn from you? So send me a DM on Instagram at Greg Clunas. Let me know your thoughts. All right, let's jump into it. So the article is titled Seven Effective Ways to Ask for Help, parenthesis, and get it. No, I like that. Obviously, we don't want to ask for help and not get the thing we're looking for. So like I said, this article is from Alice Boys. She's a PhD. It's published on Psychology Today back in 2016. The first step that she outlines is to demonstrate that you've tried to help yourself. And I could not agree with this more. One of the number one things I noticed from people that when they reach out to me asking for help, And I respond with, well, what have you done so far? Like, what research have you done? What are you looking into? What have you been thinking about? It frustrates me when the answer is nothing. And the reason it frustrates me is that, yes, I want to help them. Yes, I want to do everything I can for them. But there's so many resources available. There's so much free information available that can get you from zero to one that, To me, it's both a waste of my time and a waste of your time to ask somebody for help before you've tried that, before you've looked at what else is out there, it just doesn't make sense to ask for help. It just doesn't yet. Now, does that mean that you shouldn't ask for clarification on things or that you shouldn't get expert advice when you can? Absolutely not. But those experts and the people that you're asking for clarification will be more likely to respond if you show that you've tried to help yourself first. And I talked about this a few episodes ago when I talked about mentorship. It's the same concept. If you've showed that you are really serious about this, you're working on it yourself, you're pushing through, people are more likely and more willing to help you because they see this is serious. This is not just going to be a waste of my time. So I absolutely agree with Alice there demonstrate that you've tried to help yourself. That's the first step to asking for help on anything. And the second step she outlines is to demonstrate that you've acted on the person's advice previously. This is huge. This is absolutely massive. I cannot tell you how many times I've personally asked for help from somebody and they give me help. I don't act on it. And then maybe I go back to them later on and they ask, well, well, did you do what I, I told you to do the first time? And you just feel embarrassed, quite honestly, you just feel stupid. Because why didn't you, they were willing to share their time with you, they were willing to help you out the last time, but you weren't willing to do the work. So why would they take time to help you again, that just doesn't make any sense. With that said, if you've acted on that advice, and you can show that even if it didn't work, even if you're not where you need to be still, now they're willing to help because you have proven that you are going to do it. And so this ties in really nicely with number one in that if you demonstrate that you've tried to help yourself first, you've done the research, you've you've seen what is out there, you've read the articles, watched the videos, listened to the podcasts, and you try that stuff, then you go to those people. So this is number two, you demonstrate that you've acted on the person's advice. Then you go to those people, those experts, and you email them or tweet them or whatever it is, and you say, hey, I tried your advice in this article. It's worked really well. I just had a quick question on this they're more likely to respond because you acted on their free advice. They wrote that for a reason. They made that video for a reason. They they made that podcast for a reason. They want to help and they wanna do it in an effective way that they can reach the most people with the standard advice. If you then show them, hey, I tried this, all of a sudden you've got something that you can go to them and say, I tried this, it didn't work. Or I tried this, it did work, but I'm I'm confused here. And they're more willing to say yes. Support for this episode comes from Green Chef. Green Chef is a USDA-certified organic company that includes everything you need to easily cook delicious meals that you can feel good about. Recipes are quick and easy with step-by-step instructions, chef tips, and photos to guide you along the way. So you literally can't go wrong. It makes it as easy as possible so that you can go from hungry to satisfied as fast as possible, while feeling amazing afterwards. Green Chef sends a wide variety of organic ingredients and imaginative new recipes each week. And with meal plans like paleo, vegan, vegetarian, keto, gluten-free, omnivore, and carnivore, Green Chef makes it easy to maintain a specialty diet and enjoy exciting new options. So if you're like me, and by that I mean busy, like really, really, really busy, and you find it hard to stay on top of your diet, also like me, largely because of the busy thing, you can get $50 off your first box of Green Chef at www.greenshef.us slash tinyleaps. That's www.greenshef.us slash tinyleaps for $50 off your first box of Green Chef. The third thing on her list is to consider the timing of your request. Now, this is super important because uh, if you are asking somebody who typically would help you, but it's at the wrong time, it's not something that they can make happen because they're about to go on a vacation or they just had something tragic happen in their family or business is just tough and they're too focused elsewhere. Or they're in the middle of something great, but they really need to stay focused in order to keep it going. If you get the timing wrong, they might say no just because the timing was wrong. And if this happens, let me say this first, if this does happen, if the timing is off, or if you ask somebody, they say no, and you think it might have been the timing, then follow up later on. That follow up might get you the help you're looking for just because the timing will be better then. But before you even ask, you should be thinking about this? Who is this person you're asking for help? What is going on in their life in their world that might stop them from going out on a limb and helping you that might keep them from really putting you first and putting you as a priority so that they can help you accomplish whatever it is you're trying to do or deal with whatever it is you're trying to deal with. So consider that timing before you even make the ask. Four on her list is to use the the foot-in-the-door or the the door-in-the-face method. And this is sort of more of a tactic more so than like a how to type thing. The concept here is the foot in the door is to ask for something small that they're likely to say yes to, because it'll make it easier to ask for that big thing. They'll have more context on you. They'll uh, have a better idea of whether or not you're serious about it. And they're more likely to say yes, because they're just more familiar with you. The second one, the door in the face is to ask for something very, very big that They're definitely going to say no to and then follow it up with a smaller request, something that you actually want, because that smaller request, when compared to the big request, will seem a lot easier and it increases their chances they'll say yes. Now, do I think you should use this stuff? I, I think it's a little bit of manipulation, to be perfectly honest. It's sort of like gray hat. Can it work? Absolutely. Can it help sometimes? Absolutely. Is it something to have in your toolbox just in case you ever do need to use it? Sure. I think it's something you should know about, but it's not necessarily the route I would take for most situations. So definitely don't use this as like a great I'm going to manipulate people into helping me out because that's only going to lead to a bad relationship overall, which is not going to help you in the long term. And we always want to be thinking long term over short term. Number five on her list. Don't make someone guess what you want. Clarity matters communication matters people cannot help you even if they want you they cannot help you if they don't know what it is you need so take the time to think about it write it out if you need to meditate on it do whatever it is you need to do take the time and figure it out before you make the ask don't be vague don't let them have to think about it and look at your life and figure out how they can bring value no do the work for them. Make it super, super clear what it is you want from them, what it is you need from them. And that will dramatically increase the chances of them saying yes. Number six is to make your requests using multiple channels. So if this is someone that is outside of your circle, that might be a little bit hard to reach. Ask in multiple different places. Send an email. Send an Instagram DM. Send a tweet. Hit them up on Facebook. uh, Call their phone if you have the number. Like, attack them in multiple different areas because at any point one of those platforms is going to be their their focus even if just for a few seconds they're going to be focusing on email for those few seconds or focusing on twitter for those few seconds and if that message comes in on email when they're focusing on twitter they're not going to see it and as a result they're not going to respond and by the time they get to email where it becomes focus your might yours might have been pushed down a hundred spots so they'll never see it on the other hand if there are folks on Instagram and you send your request to Instagram, they're more likely to see it and respond. So always, always, always use multiple channels just because we don't know where their focus is at. Now, this tip is much more valuable for someone who is a little bit busier and maybe not in your Inner circle, because inner circle people you can pretty much always reach, but someone that's a little busy, someone who's not in your circle, definitely using multiple channels will be a good strategy for actually getting in front of them. Because until you have their attention, you can't make the ask for anything. And then finally, uh, number seven on her list, and I could not agree with this one more, give help. You cannot expect other people to be willing to help you if you are not a helpful person as well. If you are not naturally giving help to others whenever you can, with no expectation of a return, by the way, just actually helping, then people will not view you as someone that they want to help. People help those that they like, and everyone loves the person who's willing to give. And so if you are willing to give with nothing Uh, no request in return, when you do eventually make that request, you're much more likely to get the help that you are looking for. Now, this is not a manipulative thing. This should not be used as a strategy. This is just being a good person. If you are a good person to others, others will be a good person to you. I fundamentally believe that. Regardless of political views or religious views or, or any of those things, if you are a good person to others, others will be a good person to you. And that is how you ultimately ask for help. I love these seven effective ways that Alice has outlined, and they are definitely valuable. They're definitely things you should try and do, and you should definitely go read the full article. Link is in the description of this episode. But ultimately, what I think is the most important thing, what I think is the most valuable thing is to just be a good person to others and be willing to help them when they need it. Be willing to listen to them when they need it. Be willing to offer advice when they want it and shut your mouth when they don't. That's it. If you do that, you'll find that more people are willing to help you out as well. So I hope this has been helpful. Again, this was not 100% my content. The original article comes from Alice Boys. She's a PhD. It's published on Psychology Today. The article title is Seven Effective Ways to Ask for Help and Get It. And the format here was literally just reading her method, her number, and then giving my own thoughts and my own reactions and opinions to it. But I do recommend that you go and read the full article by going to the link in my description. Thank you so much for your time. If you haven't already, follow me on Instagram at Greg Clunas. I have been Greg Clunis And remember that all big changes come from the tiny leaps you take every day, every day, every day.